This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Merry Christmas, family and friends. This is your neighborhood friendly Dara here for Dear Hallmark. This is my space where I nerd and geek out on Hallmark Channel stuff and Great American Family stuff and Up TV stuff. And because it's Christmas, we're going to add a little bit of lifetime in there. And so for this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about A Kiss Me Christmas, which stars Sarah Ramos and Carlo Marx and Mary Lou Henner Brenner. In any event, she's Mama Tea Garden. So I'm really excited to get into this. But first, I have a bit of news for you. Another popular Hallmark actor has been locked down by the crown. And that is one Miss Erin Cahill. Congratulations, Miss Cahill. This woman is genuine, kind, sweet, authentic, beautiful, stylish. I mean, what can't she do? She's so great, and I'm so happy that she signed a multi-picture deal with Hallmark Media. I can't even say Hallmark Media. With Crown Media Productions. <laughs> That's so awful. I really should acknowledge that they changed their name, but it's just hard for me because it's. I, I, I think it's very generic. But in any event, here we are. So Aaron Cahill has been locked down by the Crown. And next, this is actually a job opportunity. If you are a avid listener of Deck the Hallmark, you actually have the opportunity to work with them in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. They are looking for an operations manager to handle the day-to-day life of the studio. So be sure to check it out if you are interested at deckthehallmark.com slash careers. Again, it's deckthehallmark.com slash careers. So what I want to do is get into your comments first before we get into my review. You guys had quite something to say about the first two movies, Noel Next Door, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. So with Noel Next Door, um, a lot of people really enjoyed that movie. And so I just wanted to read your comments from Instagram. Excuse me. Cookie underscore Goheen says, I loved it. A different spin on these movies that I love. Hallmark Movie Reviewer said, I was surprised it was pretty good. Finally, Natalie gets a good movie. Uh, Chris underscore writes 81 says, I loved it. Live Like Music 5 says, so good. Just finished it. Corey portrayed the character perfectly. Such a sweet and real movie. Um, I have this thing with Hallmark says it was so fun. I went in with low expectations and was totally surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And lastly, Girls Girls Gone Hallmark says uh, favorite of the weekend. Natalie Hall was so great in this. Corey was great. Great writing. Great all around. So a lot of people enjoyed Noel Next Door. Next, we're going to go over to YouTube to see what you guys had to say about We Wish You a Married Christmas. Um, If you're keeping track, we have Noel Next Door. That review is here on the podcast. And my review for We Wish You a Married Christmas starring Marisol Nichols and Christopher Palaha, you can find on YouTube. And here are some of the comments. Aurora S. says, 
When I first saw the ad for this movie, it seemed like Hallmark was marketing this to be a quirky comedy. So going into the movie, I was expecting more comedy. Even though the story ended up being a bit heavier, there were funny moments for sure. Hallmark also had a missed opportunity for a baking montage. (laughs) Instead, we got a bartending scene, which was cute. I love Christopher Palaha. I will literally watch him in anything. And I thought he was paired well with Marisol Nichols. They were believable as a couple, and it was nice seeing their journey back to reconnecting. Their chemistry was great, and the last kiss when he picked her up, hard eyes emoji. And their dog, Jerry, was the best. I love how much they love that dog. Vicki Dunbar says, thanks for the spectacular review. I'm a huge Christopher Palaha fan. Loved him in last year's Christmas movie, A Dickens, well, A Dickens of a Holiday. And then, excuse me. B-E-J-T says, Chris is amazing in this, but isn't he always? That gazebo kiss was just top Hallmark kiss. That half of a second they waited before that kiss, ugh. The ending scene was Chris, where Chris grabs her was also really moving. Yep, I teared up. And the movie was a little different, like more real stuff. And also, it was nice to change. It was it was a nice to change it up, not to have the usual baking scenes, but a bartending scene. The supporting cast was really good. The couple running the inn. Cindy, they kept popping up. I'm down for some non-Christmas Hallmark movie. Let's have the 8th Mystery 101 first, but I'd love if he got back to some heartfelt series. Dara, you need to figure out a way to get Chris on your podcast. (laughs) She had that in all caps. So thank you guys so much again for commenting and for sharing your enthusiasm and your thoughts on, on, on the movies. Um... We wish you to we wish you a Merry Christmas was by far my favorite from the weekend, I can say. They knocked that one out of the park. I I wasn't expecting it at all. I wasn't expecting it, not one iota. But here we are. And so what we're going to do is we're gonna take a quick break and then when I come back, we are gonna get into my review of a Kismet Christmas. So stay tuned. Welcome back, friends. It is time to talk about A Kismet Christmas, which stars Sarah Ramos and Carla Marx. Also, Mama T. Garden, Mary Lou Henner. The long and short of it is that Sarah Ramos' <laughs> character, Sarah Grace, or Sarah Collins, but her writer's pen name is Sarah Grace. She is a children's writer who is tasked with going back home because someone from her hometown won a book competition that she put on. And she has to come face to face with uh, her childhood crush upon leaving in one of the most humiliating ways possible. So what happened was when she was in her younger years, um, her grandmother, Grandma Mia, played by Mary Lou Henner, she makes the what are called kismet cookies. And so the kismet cookies are said to have magic in them in that uh, when you put them under your pillow, whoever you dream about is your true love. 
And so Sarah put one under her pillow and she dreamt about Travis, Carlo Marx's character, who lives across the street from her grandma. So she busts up in his house to tell him that he's her true love, only to find that he's actually getting married in his house. And she's devastated, hurt, kerfuffled, sad, disappointed, angry, upset, embarrassed, all of the adjectives. And so she destroys the recipe of the kismet cookie and doesn't believe in the magic of the kismet anymore. Fast forward to her to present day and she has to go back to the hometown come to find out the little girl who won the competition is Travis's daughter and so that's how she reconnects with Travis and then in the midst of reconnecting you know they fall into the loves and all of that so y'all this movie was dang adorable I really really appreciated it um I thought it was going to be a snoozer when I first upon first watch of the first 20 minutes I was like ooh ooh let me turn this off and I'll watch it at a later date. And unbeknownst to me, I just needed to see it through because the banter between Sarah and Travis is A1 steak sauce. I really appreciated seeing Carlo in this way. He was, it was refreshing because we see him as the adorable husband in Chesapeake Shores. I think the closest we get to this is in Moonlight in Vermont with Lacey, but I love the way that Sarah played off of it. I thought it was really, really, like they made a really good team together as leading man and leading lady, and I appreciated it. Now, there are three scenes that I want to highlight for uh, for you. The first one comes with the actual scene of her finding out that he was getting married. Um, it's in flashback form, so she has this horrible hairstyle, and she's she's gung-ho, you guys, and she goes into the house, and she's he's backing up as she's, like, progressing forward, and then she goes into his living room and sees that there's a preacher there, there's one witness, and he's about to marry somebody. They never quite say exactly, <clears throat> excuse me, the backstory behind that and what all entailed with that. But by the time they got to present day, he was no longer with that woman. Uh, They had separate divorced. So there was that. And I got mad secondhand embarrassment from that. Mad secondhand embarrassment. Um, Mama Mary Lou was a treasure. She always is. She is incredibly regal to me. Just the way she carries herself is, I aspire to be that way. Same with Barbara Niven. Her and Barbara Niven are my, like, their goals. I so appreciate them. So, I loved Mom's two friends. I think one of them were her sister, but those three ladies... We need a spinoff or something from them. They were incredibly captivating. They were so charming. And I just found myself smiling every time they popped up on screen doing some type of shenanigans with Sarah. Now, the story, as it progresses, it can... I mean, the story itself is okay. But I think Carlo and Sarah's chemistry is really what carries 
this movie. It's very much like this is what I want in my Hallmark Channel film. This is what I'm talking about. It's light. It's fluff. Not fluffy. But it's um, it's lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's that quintessential Hallmark Channel Christmas film. You have Christmas magic. You have people. There's like a Dickens festival. And throughout the whole movie, I th- I'm like, I was getting um, confused with the timeline. Because I thought the festival was just for a day. Because you see Sarah dressing up. But yet people continued to wear the garb throughout the entirety of the movie. Even though there were multiple days, like multiple days had passed. So I don't know if, if it was the festival took course over a f- like the few days before Christmas. Because of where they are. That was a little bit something I was confused about. But in any event, I loved it. It The cheese shop was open and I appreciated it. And I... I enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I was going to. I would say this is a strong, 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 strong opening weekend. Here are two more scenes that I want to uh, shed light on. So the first scene is about halfway through the movie. Um, Jazz, who is Travis's daughter, she won the competition. And so what she decided to do, the project that she put together was a book donation tree. And so they make these paper ornaments and they um, put on the back of them the book that they want, all of the kids. And so an adult goes to the tree, gets the ornament and buys the book for the kid. And so Sarah ends up like Travis gives her the lowdown information about what Jazz's ornament looks like so she purposefully picks jazz's paper ornament on the tree and what she chooses is when she turns it around and she reads what jazz wants for like the book that she wants jazz says the second book in sarah's series but it's not written yet that's a a parallel plot where while she's home she needs to finish the draft of her second book so Sarah's kind of in in shock. She's like, Jazz, you, I, I, I can't do this for you. And she was like, no, I know you can. I know you can do it. You're the best writer in the world. And she runs and hugs Sarah. Now, this moment was incredibly special to me because it literally mirrored a moment that I had with my niece. I don't see my niece a lot throughout the week. I mainly see her at church on Sundays. So on Sundays, when I come in, she always runs up to me and hugs me. And there was a particular Sunday where I came in and she bum rushed me. Like I couldn't get three feet in and she was right there. And she just, she hugged me. And so we were gabbing about something. And then she said, she's about like seven or eight. And so she says, Auntie Dara, do you remember the book? And I said, what book? And she said, the book for my birthday. And lo and behold, this little one remembered what I told her when she was about five or six. I told her that I would write her a book specifically for her, for her birthday. I think I said it was for her 10th birthday or something to that effect. But she said, do you remember the book? And I said, oh, my goodness. I had totally forgot 
that I told her that. And I told and I expressed that to her. And I said, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. And she's smiling so sweetly. She's like, it's okay, Auntie Dara. It's okay. And I said, no, I'm so sorry. I forgot. She was like, no, it's okay, Auntie Dara. I promise. It's okay. And I told her, I said, I'm going to write the book for you. And she continues to hug me. And we just kind of just stand there. Like, she's hugging me. And I'm hugging her. And then we just stand there in silence for, for quite a few moments. And then she looks up at me and she says, you're a good writer. I said, huh? And she's like, you're a really good writer. I said, Mackenzie, thank you. (laughs) I call her Mac and Cheese. That's my nickname for her. I was like, Mac and Cheese, thank you. And then she just hugs me. I was like, I knew that had to be God because... In that moment, this was a moment where I was struggling with an idea for something. And in that moment, she said, and I was just like, yo, my niece is like the clutches of chocolate chip cookies. But anyway, I digress. This is not a true Hollywood story. I say all that to say that scene in this movie, I was immediately drawn back to that memory. And that's one of the fondest memories that I hold dear um, that I wanted to share with you guys that I like immensely connected to within this movie the next scene which is by far I mean (laughs) whoa so they are going tree hunting and he takes her up to this undisclosed location and it's a cabin. And she's like, who lives here? Are they sure they're going it's going to be okay? We can take one of their trees? He was like, yeah, I'm sure. So he leads her to the back. They cut down a tree. But, you know, there's some flirtation station. What's your nation back there? And then they bring the Christmas tree back tied on the top of the car. And then he said, I actually have another surprise for you. So he takes her into the cabin, reveals that the cabin belonged to his great uncle Steve. And there's backstory behind that. Woody woo. And she goes to the, like, she's looking around the cabin. She sees the decorations. And then she goes to the table. And there are notebooks and pens on there. And she says, Travis, what is going on? And he begins to say that he was thinking of how. He was thinking all night about how he could help her with her writer's block. Proposal number one. And so he said, could I have your phone? And then she gives a. she gives him her phone and then he puts it in his pocket. She was like, what? no, 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 What are you doing? I need my phone. He's like, no, no distractions. You now have the time to write your book. She was like, but I don't have my laptop with me. He was like, you never needed that before. Maybe it's time to go back to old school devices. He's like, listen, I can, I can, I can be here. You can to bounce ideas off of proposal number two. I can cook you food. I'll feed you. Proposal number three. And I even brought some fudge. Proposal number four. This man proposed to her four times in a matter of five minutes. What friend do you know that's a guy cares about a woman enough that much to do that? My gosh, he feels something for her. I said, ma'am, you just got proposed to four times. I need you to open your eyes and see what the Lord has done. Okay, see the blessings that he brought your way. And did she finish her manuscript? Well, you got to watch the movie to find out. 
Was there a kerfuffle? Was there a wrinkle in time? You gotta watch the movie to find out. But in either event, that whole scene had me like, what? And I enjoyed it immensely. With that being said, you guys, I'm giving this movie four crowns. The ending was adorable. The movie all around was just one adorable blushing cheek of Christmas lights. It was just, it was just adorable. And it it exceeded my expectations. And I'm grateful for that. I, I, if, if the rest of the Christmas lineup goes on like this, I feel like we are going to be getting a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries type ranking in the sense that each movie is going to be so good, we're going to have to split hairs in order of how to rank them. That's how I feel like we're probably going to have to do this Christmas season. So, which I'm happy to have that problem. Bring it on. So, what I am going to do, we are going to take a micro break. And then when I come back, we are going to talk about all of the movies that is at your disposal this weekend. So stay tuned. Welcome back, friends. So let's get into your Christmas weekend watching guide. I'm only going to be focusing on the Christmas movies because we are in Christmas movie season. And you have six movies coming to you this weekend. Next weekend, uh, Lifetime and Up TV will enter the chat. So then we'll have a fully stocked Christmas cupboard of of goodness. So let's start off with Great American Family. They are giving us two movies this weekend. The first one stars Daniel Lissing and Mayor Patterson called Catering Christmas. And Daniel has been making his rounds on the podcast circuit. So you can catch interviews with him Um on Suspenders Unbuttoned, Hallmark Happenings, and Deliver Me a Podcast. There's a YouTube version as well as an audio version for your listening pleasure. And Catering Christmas will be coming on Saturday, October 29th. And then on Sunday, Great American Family is having Christmas Lovers Anonymous. And I don't know who's in it. Brooke Burfitt and... What's his name? Houston Rhines. There you go. <laughs> now let's go into Hallmark Land. We're starting off Friday, October 28th with Jody Sweeten and David O'Donnell in a cozy Christmas Inn. The synopsis reads, real estate exec Erica travels to Alaska. Come on, ad. Here we go. During Christmas time, to acquire a a bed and breakfast, only to discover that it's owned by her ex. While there, she finds herself falling in love with the town and quite possibly him. Next, October 29th, Hallmark Channel, we have A Jolly Good Christmas. This stars Reshma Shetty and Will Kemp. The tagline reads... David is an American architect who recently moved to London for a prime opportunity in his prestigious firm. With just three days before Christmas, he crosses paths with Angie, a professional shopper who raises an eyebrow over his choice of a gift card for his girlfriend. 
David ultimately decides to hire Angie and, thanks to a series of unexpected events, finds himself on a wild adventure across jolly old London as Angie helps him search for the perfect present. And, right after Jolly Good Christmas, we are getting Christmas bedtime stories on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, starring Aaron Cahill, Steve Lund, and Charlie Weber. The tagline reads, When Danielle's husband goes missing in action during his deployment, she is left to raise her daughter on her own. Three years later, as she acclimates to life without him, she begins to tell her daughter bedtime stories of her father. I am definitely looking forward to that. It's, it's high time I get some Aaron Cahill on my screen. And then rounding out the weekend is Ghosts of Christmas Always. This stars Kim Marula, Ian Harding, Beth Lievel, Lori Tanchin, and the incomparable Reginald Vell Johnson. The tagline reads, Catherine is a ghost of Christmas present, and she must help one soul, Peter, rediscover his Christmas spirit. But this year has something unusual in store. I wonder what it will be. I guess we'll have to watch to find out. Let me know what movie you are excited for this weekend. You can do so by leaving a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I will play it here on the podcast, much like I did with Noelle next door. Guys, there's links and stuff in the description box. I promise this time there will be. I realized I didn't put links in the last episode. (laughs) But I promise you this time there will be links in the description box so you can check out all the other dear Hallmark What's It Who's It's like the website, the Facebook group, the Instagram page, the book that I wrote um, and all this, all the other stuff. So (laughs) be sure to check out the show notes and I look forward to talking with you guys in the next episode. Merry Christmas, my friends.